Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house tonight. Welcome to everybody, and thank you for joining us on a Monday night. Let's open up our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. It reads, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Tonight I'm looking at a group of leaders. You see, every one of us is called to lead. Every one of us is commissioned to lead. We all have our followers we all have those that are looking to us, are seeking to follow our example, to imitate us. Now the qualification, the standard of leadership does not differ depending on the number of followers. I want to say that again tonight. The qualification, the standard of leadership does not differ depending on the number of of followers. And the qualification, the standard of leadership does not differ depending on who it is that is following us. You see, the standard of leadership is Christ. The standard of leadership is Jesus. He's who we're looking to. He's who we are endeavoring to follow so we can cry out, like it reads in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. The standard of leadership is Christ. For the parent, for the employer, for the Christian worker, for the student, for the preacher, for the one with great influence, and for the one with but a few followers, the standard of leadership is Christ. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. You know, the truth is tonight, we are responsible for the standard of leadership. Every one of us in this place, we all have our followers, and we are responsible as Christians as disciples of Christ, we are responsible for those endeavoring to go out and make disciples as we have been commissioned. We are responsible for the standard of leadership. The Lord is trusting that we will hold to His standard of leadership, that we won't fall to some other standard. The leading of others is no light matter. How we are leading others is no light matter. The Bible regards it a great responsibility, even the leading of one little one. We've read this before, I'm sure, but Matthew chapter 18, verse 6, it reads, but what if someone leads one of these little ones who believe in me to sin? If he does, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and be drowned at the bottom of the sea. I want to ask tonight, do we understand the great responsibility of leadership? 
Do we understand the weight of it? Do we respect it? Do we honor it? This standard of leadership that has been set forth and set out by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, I didn't sign up to be a leader. Well, like it or not, there is someone you are leading right now. I didn't sign up to be a leader. Oh, but you did. The day you gave your life to Jesus. The day you became a brother or sister. The day you said, I do, as a couple. The day you became a parent. The day you professed Christ. The day you were filled with the Holy Spirit. You became a leader. You are a leader. And somebody's looking to you. And it's our responsibility to hold to the standard of leadership set forth by Christ. We're not rewriting it. You see, we might not even realize that someone is following us right now. That someone is watching us, that someone is observing us. They are endeavoring to copy us, to imitate us. Shape their life after ours. Looking to our example, watching and observing, copying behavior, patterning themselves after us, imitating us. 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, the J.B. Phillips New Testament reads, Copy me, my brothers, as I copy Christ himself. Well, that's quite, quite the declaration. That's quite the statement that one could say, If you follow me, you're following Jesus. If you copy my behavior, you're following Jesus. If you talk like I talk, you're talking like Jesus. If you walk like I walk, you're walking like Jesus. As I'm endeavoring to follow Christ, copy my behavior. It'll change parenting, won't it? Change relationship. Change our interaction with brothers and sisters in the house of the Lord. Change our interaction with those outside the walls of the church. Copy my behavior as I copy Christ. The voice reads, so imitate me, watch my ways, follow my example, just as I too always seek to imitate the anointed one. Like, let's put that into perspective tonight. Always seeking to imitate Christ. Can you imagine if we grabbed hold of that and took it seriously? Always seeking to imitate Christ. What would he do in this situation? Well, let's, let's find out. Let's tap into the Holy Spirit and have him lead us and guide us. Let's seek to imitate Jesus the way he handled himself and carried himself. The amplified version reads, pattern yourselves after me, follow my example. Wow, as I imitate and follow Christ, the Messiah. The truth tonight is this, we cannot escape, escape the responsibility of leadership. Not as a Christian. It's part of the deal. It's part of this life. We can't escape it. We can't push it off. We can't claim I never signed up to be a leader. If you are a Christian, if you profess Christ, if you declare him as Lord and Savior of your life, you're a leader. You're a born-again leader. A week ago, the Lord dropped this statement into my spirit. 
We lead because we love. We love because we live. We lead because we love. We love because we live. Mark chapter 12, verses 28 to 31, they read, And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. We lead because we love. We love because we live. We lead because we love. You see, it's the love of Christ that compels us. It's his love for us that compels us. It's his love for others that compels us. Because you see, when we experience his love and we get his love, in us, it changes us, and it changes the way we see others. His love takes over and flows out of the core of us. It's actually Him loving through us. We lead because we love. We love because we live. The standard of leadership. We lead because we love Christ. We lead because Christ's love has captured us. We lead because Christ loves others. And the leading is itself love if we lead according to the standard, which is Christ. Then the leading itself is love. The leading of others itself is love if we lead according to the standard of Christ. Our leadership has to be out of love for Christ and all that is his, and two, an understanding of just how great his love is for us. Mother Teresa said these words, when you know how much God is in love with you, then you can only live your life radiating that love. It begins to pour out of you when you realize his love, when you actually get his love working inside of you and flowing through you. We love because we live. When you have the life of Christ inside of you, when you understand that you are alive, that you live, that you've been given new life, you love. When you truly understand it and have a deep appreciation for it and cherish it as precious, you'll love. So we lead because we love and we love because we live. If we truly love others, we will lead them according to the standard of Christ. If I truly love others, I will lead them according to the standard of Christ. If I love my children, I will lead them according to the standard of Christ. If I love my spouse, I will lead according to the standard of Christ. If I love my brothers and sisters, I will lead according to the standard of Christ. You know what that means? It even means church attendance. I will be the example. I will lead according to the standard of Christ. I will pray. I will fast. I will worship. I will tithe according to the standard of Christ. I will lead others 
according to his standard. That's what it truly means to love others. Anything less than this is not perfect love. You see, I can say I love someone, but if I'm leading them in a way that is not according to the standard of Christ, my love is not what it should be. I want to challenge us tonight to love as Christ loves us. Challenge every person here, every leader here tonight to love as Christ loves us, to lead as Christ leads us. How he leads in holiness is perfect love. His commandments and guidelines and boundaries and borders are perfect love. He doesn't lead a miss. He doesn't lead us astray. You see, he loves us with perfect love, and therefore he isn't going to bend the rules or tweak things so to have us perhaps feel what we think is love. He loves us with perfect love according to the perfect standard, and therefore he's not going to tweak things so to have us feel what we think is love. John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Softening things, making it easier on others, relaxing the standard of Christ. Is that love? As I've loved you, so love others. You see, relaxing the standard, tweaking it, to have them feel what they think is love is not love. It's not true love. It's not perfect love. We may see it as a form of love, but it's diseased and it's perverted. It's wrong. And Christ's stamp of approval is not on it. And he's not in it. But so often we do bend the rules and tweak the rules. And Why? To have those that are close to us feel what they think is love. Acceptance. But it's not perfect love. You see, Jesus, he doesn't lead us and tweak the rules and change the boundaries so that we feel what we think is love. No, he holds to the standards so we feel what he knows is love. There's a big difference. This perfect standard of leadership that we're entrusted with. The voice reads, so I give you a new command. Love each other deeply and fully. Remember the ways that I have loved you and demonstrate your love for others in those same ways. Everyone will know you are my followers if you demonstrate your love to others. I want to say to us all tonight, we best be careful that we don't create a false form of Christ's love. 
we have to be careful, especially in this day and age, that we don't create a false form of Christ's love, and we claim that we're loving others just as Jesus would. Let's step back and let's look at the Word. We hear a lot about Jesus hanging out with sinners and on and on and on, but, you know, if we really took to the Word and we read it, we'd understand that He did not accept violation. He did not accept sin. He was there to lead them to righteousness. He didn't bend the rules and tweak the rules and change the boundaries so that they felt like they were a part of the inner circle, like they could hang out in church and sin the rest of their life. You know what I'm saying? He didn't tweak the rules so they felt what they thought was love. He held to the rules so that they would experience true love, perfect love. And that's why we cannot mess with the standard of leadership. No matter who it is we're leading, no matter how many we're leading, if we're leading one or a hundred, if we're leading our children or we're leading a church, or we're leading all our employees at our occupation or at our place of business, we're just leading one coworker. We can't mess with the standard of leadership that Christ has set forth. You see, I don't define it, He does. I didn't write it. He did. I can't amend it. He isn't for it. I can only love as he has loved. There is simply no other option. There's simply no other option. The greatest way we can love others, 1 Corinthians 11.1, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. This is the greatest way we can love others. This is perfect love for others. This is fulfilling these two great commandments. Loving the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and loving our neighbor as ourselves. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Be the example and be the leader God has called you to be, that God has saved you to be. You know that God has saved us to be leaders? Go and make disciples. I mean, it's crazy to think that he has entrusted all of us to go out there and lead people to the cross and to lead people in righteousness and in holiness. That they would become our followers even though they're really following Christ, but copy my behavior as I copy Christ. To think that he has entrusted us with that, that is no light matter. <laughs> even if he gives us just one, follower. That is no light matter. If he gives us 12 disciples, that's no light matter. If he gives us 1,200, it's no light matter. We have to hold to the standard of leadership. You know, it's true that sometimes we look at the size of our leadership and treat it accordingly. We look at what we got right now and we treat it accordingly. And it should never be so. If we are leading 100 or if we are leading one, the standard is the same. If we are leading a child or we are leading a businessman, the standard is the same. 
If we are leading one that's eight or one that's 80, the standard, is, the standard does not change. If we're leading one from North America or leading one from India, the standard doesn't change. It's not like, well, over there in the third world, they're holy, so they're okay with that standard of leadership. But over here, we got to tweak it because they won't follow. Well, if they won't follow, they've made their decision. They've drawn a line in the sand, and they said, I will not follow Christ. That's on their head. We're not tweaking the standard because if we tweak the standard and think they're following Jesus, we're mistaken. And all we're doing is leading people amiss. We're not leading them in the way. Not in the truth and in the life. Mark 12, 28 to 31. And one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, love the Lord, or the Lord your God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment, and the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Love yourself. And love thy neighbor as thyself. Love thy neighbor as thyself. You see, this isn't some self-focused, prideful love. This isn't some sinful love of self. You know what I'm talking about tonight. We need to love ourselves. And so what does this look like? Proper love for self looks like this. Following Christ. Love your neighbor as yourself. Proper love for self looks like this. Following Christ. If I love myself the way Christ loves me, I'm going to follow his lead. If I love myself properly, I can love others properly. Perfect love for self is following Christ. See, Christ is never going to lead us into vanity. Not going to lead us into some sinful or prideful love of self some self-focused way. He's going to lead us into perfect love for self, which is what? It's following Christ. If I'm going to love myself the way Jesus has called me to love myself, it means following him. This isn't confusing. It's actually very simple. We make it harder than it is, and I'm not saying it's not hard to walk out, but we make it harder than it is, and therefore, oftentimes, we don't even endeavor to love self the way Jesus has called us to love ourselves. Follow me. This would be real perfect love for myself. And if I love myself in this way, then the working out of love thy neighbor as thyself is going to be according to his standard. You see, if we don't love ourselves enough to subject ourselves to the perfect, 
program of Christ, how on earth are we going to love others properly? If I don't love myself enough to subject myself to the perfect program of Jesus Christ, how am I going to love a spouse properly? The way Christ has called me to love. Now, I'm not talking about just sex and, you know, cuddling and sweet words and date night and fire something, you know, revised for whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about love the way Christ has called us to love. If I can't even love myself enough properly the way Christ has called me to, to subject myself to the perfect program of holiness, church attendance, we can go down the list tonight. How on earth am I going to love others properly? How on earth am I going to love my children properly if I can't even subject myself to the proper program? I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's deep tonight, maybe it's real tonight, but this is the reality of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So he didn't say go and love others however you feel to love them and show them whatever standard of love will just cause them to accept you and then you guys can get along. He said, go and love others as I have loved you. And so the standard's already set. Do I love myself the way Christ has called me to? You see, this might be the problem and the reason that our love for others is falling short of his standard. Because I don't love myself the way that Christ has called me to. Because if I love myself the way Christ has called me to, it means following him. Then I can love others and say, copy me as I copy Christ. Follow me. Let me love you like Jesus has loved me. You see, that's true love. Not let me love you the way the world says I should love you. But the way that Christ has loved me. Let's have the worship team return tonight. Truth is, if we take care of our following Christ, when others follow us, we can rest assured that they are being perfectly led and perfectly loved. Parents can rest assured my kids are being perfectly led and perfectly loved. My spouse is being perfectly led and perfectly loved. My brothers and sisters in Christ are being perfectly led and perfectly loved. That youth that looks up to you as a young adult, they're being perfectly led and perfectly loved. That family member that doesn't know Jesus, being perfectly led and perfectly loved. They might not get it, but they're being perfectly led and perfectly loved. I trust we can receive this word tonight. We all need it. We're all level at the foot of the cross. We're all here needing his grace and his mercy, his guidance. We're all endeavoring to follow him. But I want to encourage us tonight and challenge us tonight to take a look first off at how we're loving ourselves. 
Because if we really love ourselves, we're going to get with the program. If we really love ourselves the way Christ has called us to love ourselves, not the way the world says to love yourself. You know what the world says? Go buy yourself this. Go get into this. You need this. That's how you love yourself. Take time to yourself. That's how you love yourself. You need more of this. You need more of that. Go on, love yourself. You see, but Christ is saying, go on and love yourself. Follow me. That's what it means to love yourself. And perhaps that's the problem tonight, that we don't really love ourselves the way Christ has called us to love ourselves. Maybe we've never even thought of this. Maybe this is new. But it's right there in the Word. And how on earth, if we don't love ourselves properly, are we ever going to love others properly? If we're single here tonight, just think about it for a moment. Looking forward to marriage. If I don't love myself properly the way Christ has called me to love myself, how on earth am I going to love someone else properly? These are good things to ask ourselves. Good questions to ponder. Now you know what the Lord is saying to you right now. How's the love for the Lord? Well, our answer comes when we consider how we're following Him. How's our love for the Lord? Our following answers that. How's our love for others? I want to encourage us tonight to lead well. To lead well. We lead because we love. We love because we live. Let's stand tonight. Thank you, Lord. You know how the Holy Spirit's speaking to you right now. Just open up your heart and your life. Maybe things are going right and you're taking care of yourself and you're loving yourself properly and therefore you're leading and loving others as you should. Lord, keep us. Don't let us fall. Don't let us stumble, O oh God. Don't let that standard be relaxed. Don't let the standard of leadership be relaxed. This isn't some self-righteous thing, but it's the righteousness you've called us to and therefore we're going to hold to the standard, Lord. Just begin to pour your own heart out to the Lord right now. Again, you know what he's saying to you. Follow you, Lord.